to Season 1, Episode 3 of Scott Survive Survivor. I am Brandon Weber, and today we will be talking about Episode 4 of Survivor Borneo, where Scott, unfortunately, Ramona, who is your representative on this cast, as you've talked about previously, was voted off. How are you feeling? Um, I'm heartbroken, Brandon. I... I don't know if I can go on with this show. I, I mean, I didn't expect her to win, but uh, it's just so depressing to see the inevitable happen. And I do think, as we'll discuss, that it did feel very inevitable. Yeah, very unfortunate to lose Ramona here. And, and we, we see in this episode that she is kind of starting to turn things around and she's helping out a lot more. She feels healthier and she's being more active, I think, in large part thanks to uh, Jervis pulling her aside uh, that night and talking to her about how she needs to kind of pick herself up and get going again. So very sad to lose her, but it didn't really feel like there were that many viable alternatives here for Fagong. Yeah, it did. I'm sure we'll talk more later, but it did get, it was, it did seem kind of cruel from the editing side that it seemed to paint her as having a redemption arc and really everyone seemed to believe she was also on a redemption arc but it was just like ah doesn't matter see ya yeah the episode title and jenna uh i think sum it up pretty well it was just too little too late for Mm. ramona unfortunately was that the title of the episode it was too little too late question mark uh Uh, so very suspenseful yeah, I don't usually look at the episode titles because I'm always afraid that it will spoil something, but maybe I should do that. It sounds intriguing. Maybe look at them after the episode. Okay, uh, but yeah. I think I think it's a reasonable uh, approach to not look at it until after the episode. Yeah, well, a lot of times on these like TV shows, they'll just write like a synopsis of the episode in the description, and I just like I don't even look at pictures or anything. I'm just like start the episode. We'll see what happens in the episode not before it yep they they tend to include a little bit of detail about what happens in the episode in the synopsis so definitely good good on you for just uh trying to watch without any spoilers uh so we start this episode right after stacy was voted out from Toggy, and i think we actually start on pagong and it is still pouring we saw uh, in the tribal council last time that uh, it was raining very hard. Jeff offered Toggy to stay at tribal council and it is raining so hard. And then we open the next morning at Pagong and they are pretty miserable. Yeah, it seems like a party has ended and they're just like, they're riding that like that that lull afterwards and everyone's like kind of bummed a little bit. They were all like having a fun time together, but now the mood is low. I wrote, I actually wrote parties over. <laughs> People are not having a good time right now. Yeah, we have uh, multiple quotes from many people on Pagong about how terrible it was. Ramona says it was the worst night she's ever slept. Uh, Greg says all the bugs were out because it was <laughs> raining. Uh, he said it was like sand flea heaven. Um, and then Gretchen is very upset because she has wanted to sleep in the under the canopy the whole time, but they wanted to build the shelter on the beach. Yeah, it does seem to me as though because BB is no longer there to be that guy, someone has to take his place. 
and I think it falls very naturally to Gretchen because she was good friends with him and he's she's kind of the older soul among them and yeah now she's taking up that responsibility and suddenly she's kind of the, the person people are getting a little annoyed with because she's you know someone's got to lead and give people bad news like we need to do this we need to do that yep she says she spent six years at air force survival school uh so she does seem to have some credibility here with right. uh, knowing where to put the uh put the shelter um and she says vote me out if you want but i'm not sleeping uh, under that <laughs> under that shelter anymore oh that's so good she will not put up with that and uh, I think Joel is kind of her main uh, point of of uh, opposition here, I would say, in this uh, short little disagreement. Joel does seem to have trouble with authority. Doesn't like people bossing him around. I think that's why later on that Gretchen's referring to Greg as like being kind of manipulative because he's like a leader without being a leader. Like he can be authority without. Uh, asserting himself as much and I think Joel responds better to yeah someone who's like just kind of sneakily telling them what to do <laughs> guiding them along exactly and uh but Jenna is very excited about moving like I, I felt like uh, a little bit irrationally excited about <laughs> moving yeah I mean you take what you can get if you're on a, a desert island and sometimes moving like 30 feet it feels like you're a kid and you're moving to a new area and it's very exciting get to go to a new school on the island meet some new crabs and i understand it and here's where we get introduced to greg's uh coconut phone and yes. it, it uh it appears several times throughout this episode what did you think about this coconut phone well first of all that's a classic bit good job greg at first and everyone's eating it up they're loving it they're like <laughs> greg on his coconut again he's pretending it's a phone and he's pretending to have a conversation and yeah they have the talking head where he's like being interviewed and he's like yeah you know well, i don't remember what he said exactly but he had very funny comments about the fact that he was using a coconut phone he said it's like a more aff affordable means of communication or something like that yeah and he said it's his way of keeping in touch with the greater spirit out there yeah, he's a funny guy, but I gotta say, uh, come on, man! Three times, how how many times are we gonna go back to this well? You can't keep kicking this dead horse. You gotta move to a new joke. And you coconuts have to, are funny. You have to think that if we were shown three times, uh, he was probably <laughs> on it a lot more as well. He's probably in bed, just like waking people up, like, oh, hang on, I gotta take this. It's like four thirty a.m. and he's just picking up a coconut. But people, no one seemed to be annoyed, so maybe I don't know what true comedy is. Yeah, we'll see over time if uh, if they get fed up, <laughs> fed up with it. But right now they seem, I mean, Gretchen says uh, he's he's the leader. He People don't see him as the leader, but he's leading in his own manipulative way. Yeah, he he, he went to Harvard, right? He's a Ivy or League was, graduate. Was, I'm not it sure. It just says Ivy League, yeah. So he's got like... He's got he's got some people skills in his back pocket that he's hiding that people don't really seem to know and and that kind of makes me feel like he'll make it to the final four at least I can totally see that happening because if you're likable and also a leader but people don't even like really look to you as one I mean that's like you're you're checking all the boxes there He's definitely uh, in a good spot Yeah for sure 
And then we go to Tagi, and uh, we see the difference between Sue and Kelly working hard, looking for tapioca again. And uh, we get a little montage of Sue saying tapioca, which is great. She's got that amazing accent, and it's just like, tapioca. And it's just so fun. And uh, Sean's building a bowling alley. Right. This is like what we saw at the the preview from the previous episode for this one and it's it basically plays out exactly the same way like like they're just it's just this juxtaposition between people working hard and hunting and gathering and Shaw's just like i'm gonna build a bowling alley and he's like sweeping the sand for some reason like he's just standing on it and sweeping it i don't know if island fever has gotten to him but there's just more sand under the sand sean like did that strike you as like a little bit like what what are you doing here? Well, like how is this helping build a bowling alley? I think he's trying to flatten out a certain area, uh, <laughs> and then he says his parents are going to be so proud of him for building this bowling alley. I well maybe unedited footage makes Sean look better, but if Sean was my son and I saw him doing that, <laughs> and they were cutting in like other members of my team like actually doing work i i might not be so proud of sean in that moment i would think it was hilarious though yeah he's kind of uh he's got an idea about how everybody kind of needs to lighten up especially sue but if your team wants you to to work harder then i feel like that's what you ought to lean towards yeah and to be fair that team probably does need to lighten up like a lot but they're i don't know i just feel like it's it's not gonna happen, and if you do stuff like that, you're just gonna be you're gonna become that guy, and and you don't want to become that guy on Toggy because <laughs> it's getting a little volatile over there. That tribe, as we see later in this episode, is definitely the one that's playing the the game aspect harder than Pagong is. Right. It almost seems like. Toggy like read like a description of the show and they're like, Oh, we're supposed to we're supposed to be against each other. These are these are my enemies and Bagong is just like, This is my team. You know, they they're just together. Who cares about what the show is? We're friends now. We're a family. We don't even care about the prize. We're just here because we wanna be. It's it's very interesting the different dynamics. And I really like that these teams are separate because I have to imagine that Toggy, at least to some degree, is like thinking that the same discussion, these same like backdoor shady deals are going on on Pagong. And, but it's at least the way the show is showing, it's like it's completely different. I love that. And then we get a pretty early challenge in this episode for reward where they're going to have to make a distress signal. And Dirk and Jenna actually get to go to pick an additional item to include in the reward. And it's interesting, we talked last week about somebody should bring spices as yes. their as their luxury item. And what do you know, Jenna wants spice a spice rack for Pagong as part of the reward. Right. And I thought it would be very funny if if they did like a like a cruel like uh you know like literally giving them what they asked for like 
they asked for a spice rack so what if it was just like a rack with no spices and they're like hey, hey you got to find the spices yourself i would I, I think that would it would be completely unnecessary but that would be like a really funny layer to the show if people had to be like extremely specific with their with their like requests or else they would like intentionally misinterpret them jenna was pretty good here she did name a few spices uh in her asking that's true for a spice yeah rack. Uh, and then Dirk wants a flay knife for Toggy. Yeah, I mean that's fine, I guess. I I, I feel like I don't know. They've they've probably already got that down to a degree. Like I think Richard was carving up like some of those weird rays. I I feel like spices might be a little more reasonable here because they kind of have those tools, and it would be nice. Spices would be so good for morale like keeping it higher but both are good requests and i didn't i don't know if they explained this immediately but both teams got the rewards if or either team would get both rewards essentially which i that's a cool extra feature right so they didn't ask for the spice rack but they do get it which uh i'll, I'll bring up later with uh dirk has a, a little bit of a gloaty uh, line about the spice rack. Uh, so we start with Pagong and talk a little bit about what they're going to do for their uh, distress signal. And uh, Gretchen wants to do a bonfire, and Colleen's like, we got to do something like crazy and amazing. And Greg says, What's creative, though, and exciting to see from a pie? And what do they say? Sex. Sex, Sex. naked people. Yeah, what? I don't. Is it just their demographic? Why were they just like, yeah? Let's do a, a weird sex signal. <laughs> like, what? Right. It's just so, like, out of the blue. Like, I don't know. It doesn't seem natural to me to just immediately go to that. And then, yeah, well, Colleen says they're trapped on a desert island and they're horny. So yes. I, I guess that's it. <laughs> okay. And, cool. And next we go to Toggy and what does <laughs> what does Kelly want to use in their display but orange uh, condoms. What does this say about humanity? It, this these are two separate focus groups and they both came to the same conclusion about what their signal should be and it is not like a practical signal at all. It's just like, oh, let's make a sex signal, dude. Yeah. What? And Dirk and, is, Dirk's not is, a fan. He's the voice of reason. He has to be that guy, of course. But I am thankful that he was like, I just, I just think it's juvenile, man. Like it's just like immature. Like I don't, I think I don't remember what he said exactly, but it was, it was cracking me up. He said uh, it doesn't have much class and that it's uh, <laughs> tactless. I think he said also. Yeah, well, I guess cooler heads did prevail because neither both teams ditched that idea for the. I guess they were just joking around. I don't know. But it seemed very sincere at first to me. Both of them were great TV moments, so maybe that was like the only rec- mention of that that they had, and so they just put it put it all in the episode. Yeah, you, well, I see. I would have loved to see how Tog or Pagong ended up with the smiley face. Like, what? How do you like? How do you go from such like? a crazy like oh let's get wild with it to like let's just do the most basic like emoji possible we're not lighting it on fire we're just putting it on the beach and that's it <laughs> were emojis even a thing in 2000 they were but they were called emoticons <laughs> exactly but Toggy ends up having the better uh the better display where they have the Toggy is groggy slogan 
and yeah. uh, they they get the reward. Uh, but not before we get a lot about Ramona kind of not doing anything to help them with this challenge. Yeah, they, they there were people uh, leaning into that. And is this where we had the Jervis uh, Ramona heart to heart? Yep. That was such a beautiful moment. Like just like actually caring about your teammate and like saying like, like you, <laughs> you can't do this. You actually have to try. We don't want to like vote you off, even though it almost would have been easier for him to just like let it happen and just be like, this is going to be the target. It's like, I love that they're a team. He has to explain to her that like, you don't have, it doesn't have to be this way. Like you, you actually do have a chance and you definitely won't have a chance if you keep going like this. Right, he says that she can't keep withdrawing herself. Uh, she has to, she has to try to make up for those days when she was really sick by putting in extra effort uh, in the next few days. If they lose the challenge, then right now she's like the obvious option to vote off. So she really has to make a turnaround. Right, and then they have that like incredibly dramatic shot where she's just like standing her silhouette in the sunset it's playing this like sad piano music but also inspirational <laughs> yeah i wrote down sad music uh as ramona is thinking to herself that night and at that point i was kind of like okay they're really putting this on that she is like this could be the end of ramona they're making us care about her a lot yeah oh my gosh it's so interesting to see that they they actually can do that now. Like they couldn't really do that as much with the first couple people. Like I, I don't really care about them. I didn't know them, but now it's like, now it's like, you know, this person and you know, you've seen them a little more and it, it is more it easy. It, it's easier for them to make it feel dramatic, especially when the, <laughs> there's like a heart to heart and she's like, Oh man, I love that. But, and she, to her credit has a very, good next day where she's helping them out a lot uh jervis says yeah she's really turned it around jenna says that she's helping out a lot more but jenna says something interesting that she doesn't think that her uh i, I don't know if this is now or later but she said she doesn't think her attitude has changed right. but that her at least her work ethic has changed right and yeah we don't really get to see that side we only really get to see the ramona interviews and from seeing her work, it looks like her attitude's changed, but maybe Jenna's seeing something we're not, or maybe she's just like wants to make it easier. <laughs> maybe she wants it to be too little too late, and she's just like closing off her heart to Ramona. But it does kind of, I don't know, if it's kind of like it does make you question someone's sincerity when it's just like, all right, I just found out I'm, I might be about to get kicked off, but I might have a chance to actually try someone, actually try. It's like, okay, well, is that an actual change or do you just not want to get kicked off tonight if you lose the challenge? Right. When did she actually start feeling better? Was it this exact moment or has she been feeling fine for two to five days and she's just kind of mm -hmm. been same old, same old for a few days and then she's like going into um, survival mode where she's like, if I don't do something, I'm going to get kicked off. Yep. And like I said, Ramona, the, the parallels between me and Ramona are so clear because I find like so many classes in school. I mean, like, I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> this class isn't going well. I better start. I better learn all of this class tonight or it's it. That's it. But I mean, even if I do that, 
not going to do that well on the test. <laughs> and and she didn't do very well on the next voting test of uh, oh. getting her tri mates to vote for somebody else. She didn't, but it was a valiant effort. But you you felt like uh, Tagi's win was uh, very much deserved here over uh, Pagong's smiley face display. Oh yeah, I mean the smiley face is just so basic and uncreative and easy. I could make that by myself. Uh, Toggy came up with the dumb rhyme. Toggy is groggy. I mean, I fine, you know, <laughs> it's not great, but I guess not that many things rhyme with Toggy. Uh, sloggy. Bog, yep. No, I think they did about uh, as well as they could now that I think about it. Um, but using the human bodies turned out kind of to be the key because it seemed like they weren't even really judging it based on creativity. They were judging it based on like, which one would be more likely to be noticed by a passing plane. Right. And it was called distress signal. And so I think the smiley face is like, Hey, we're having a great time here. Like it's so <laughs> like, we're such a happy community here. So why is a plane going to want to stop and rescue you? If you're, if you're showing a smiley face, you could just be like, you know, nice and want to show the pilots like, Hey, like here's a happy face. Yeah. Have a good day. They see a smiley face, they're gonna smile and point and go along their merry way. If they see Toggy is groggy, they're gonna be like, "Uh oh, there's some groggy people down there. We gotta save them." <laughs> and they they were all wearing the the yellow ponchos, which stood out really well. And they were doing the the sand angels, so they uh, get the reward and get the knife and get the spice rack also, and all of the other stuff from Target. And uh, uh, nice product placement. It was um, Dirk again, and he said he was doing the kind of uh, gloaty, we got your spice rack. And I was like, come on, Dirk, man. Like, this <laughs> this gloating, it just it just has to stop, man. Yeah. I mean, the island, the heat gets to you. You really wanted to win. I get it, but yeah, too much. Too much, Dirk. You're going to get allianced against. <laughs> And uh, Richard kind of joins in and says, let's get an awe for the other tribe. And so they all do oh. a, a, a sarcastic awe for uh, Pagong. Man, Toggy really is like the the bad guy tribe. <laughs> They're the antagonists. Like, like Pagong doesn't really even seem to be that competitive, honestly. For them, it's like an adventure. But for Toggy, it's more like, uh, like a, an actual um, competition. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we get Colleen saying that she didn't like the smiley face idea. Uh, she probably just wanted to do like the naked people display. <laughs> yeah, she she got really excited about that. And then they're like, no, let's just do a face. And I can, um, you know, I can relate. No, I, I can't relate to that, actually. I would have preferred the smiley face, even though that would lose. I wrote down um, in that scene that they should change the smiley face to a frowny face because of the mood afterwards. Oh, after the challenge, after they lose, they should change it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I uh, I don't think they did. I wonder if the smiley face like stayed there uh, for the yeah. rest of like, did they bother tear like tearing it down or is it oh still my gosh. there? It'll be so funny if like later in the season, they're just like super bummed out one day and there's just like the smiley face in the background. And they're just like, oh man, I don't think I can make it much longer you just see this like extremely happy face in the background 
Yeah, we need more overhead shots of uh, their <laughs> camp uh, over like the sad music of uh, Ramona's demise. Yeah. Uh, but then over on Tagi, uh, we get some interesting stuff where they are forming these alliances. Mm. Alliances are forming. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like this is going to be a theme in this show is alliances on these teams. And I can't, I just feel like it's so lame. Like it, people who are forming alliances are doing that because they're afraid. They want to be a part of the team that has the power. Even though it's a subset of their own team, they just want to be like, all right, if we have a group of three or four people, none of us will get voted off. But if you start alliances, I just feel like it's such a, a lose-lose situation because once alliances are introduced, then you could eventually be the target of one. If you just say no to them, if everyone says no to them, it, it's like fair game. Like it's based on merit. Once alliances start forming, it can be based on anything. It could be because some someone like looked at one of you funny. It's like let's just let's get them. Sean tried to build a bowling alley. And the pins didn't even knock down properly. Man, get him off the island. You said it is mo more for fear and self-preservation. I think Kelly sums it up. She says you might as well keep yourself safe and keep it in the majority. Um, and, but Rudy isn't down with it. Rudy is not down with it. Rudy is probably he was in the, he was a Navy SEAL. He probably has loyalty, like just nailed into his soul. There's no way this guy is going to turn against his teammates like that. He probably sees them as a big family. It probably sickens him a little bit. In fact, he does seem pretty disgusted when he's. I think that was like one of the only times he was on this episode was when he was talking about how he doesn't want to be any part of the alliance it was funny uh they're sitting around uh as a tribe and he has a quote that says i think what's going to happen is there will be alliances and then sue in the background screams in her classic accent oh yeah and i'm <laughs> and it's just like so ironic because they're literally forming a three-person alliance and she's like kind of like yeah like there will definitely be alliances i bet <laughs> yeah She's not even trying to be coy about it. She's like, yeah, we're doing some deals. Sean's going to be out. And that's what I honestly think is going to happen first. Uh, I think Rudy is kind of too likable right now, or at least as he's been shown. I think just because Susan doesn't like Sean and she's in an alliance, I think she'll have enough pull to get Sean kicked off if they lose another challenge. And they're starting to like Rudy a lot. Uh, right like, at the beginning it was kind of like everybody I think maybe this came from Stacy and so now that Stacy's gone there's not that negative energy surrounding Rudy as there was right. when she was there I have to say though I feel like if I could transplant transplant Rudy and put him on the other team I feel like he would uh, be a lot more at home there I think he does want to have an actual team dynamic where it's just like an actual team where people are supporting each other and want their teammates to win but here it's becoming a backstabbing nightmare <laughs> and i i at least as far as i could tell he was maybe he was the only one who was interviewed but he was like one of the only people that like actually put his foot down and said i want no part 
of this alliance business count me out which is like kind of a death sentence honestly right beat them or you join them or you 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 join them or you lose essentially right yeah we'll see uh what happens there i mean at least for the um for the tribal phase of the game if you have three people working together and you're one of the people that's not then I mean, that definitely puts you at risk unless you join with the other two, but you've already kind of shown that you don't want any part of that. Yeah, you know what? Tagi should form, like, how many people are left on their team? We've got six. Six people left? They should point, They should form a six-man alliance and see if that goes well for them. <laughs> I feel like that could be pretty useful for challenges instead of... Because how... Are they going to win like an actual physical challenge where they're relying on their teammates if they hate their teammates and they want them to lose? It's a great question. Uh, they do have a successful challenge, two two successful challenges in this episode, uh, but uh, they, I mean they've lost two people already. So I mean the tribes are even, and the other tribe is definitely more of a family at this point than Tagi is. Yeah, I mean maybe that's not all it takes. Maybe it is just sheer strength and the camaraderie of your teammates is a very small part but i don't think so i hope that <laughs> i hope this show doesn't show that backstabbing is like a, a viable like method for propelling your team forward but we'll see we will uh so then we go to pagong and we have a segment about ramona really befriending jenna uh, and she's an energizer bunny, and she could be her first white friend in a long time. <laughs> yeah, that was those comments cracked me up. Um, and Jenna seemed to like, yeah, they were like, they, there was this friendship, this bonding between them, but then it, I don't know, it felt a little bit, I don't know, a little sad that Jenna was still like saying like, yeah, there's still a tude problem, too little, too late. She's a good, she's a good buddy, but that's about it. Like I don't know, it seems kind of harsh to me. Yeah, and Jervis says that he thinks she's redeemed herself. Uh, Ramona has for her slow start, but he's not sure that other people feel the same way, and that turns out to be true. Yeah, I, 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 I guess there was like this sort of prevailing like feeling amongst the team. Uh, although not everyone voted for uh, Ramona, so no. No, we'll get there in a little bit, but the votes were pretty well split uh, mm -hmm. among three people. Uh, and so then we open the day of the fourth immunity challenge, and it's a big one because if Pagong wins, there are two people up on Tagi, but if uh, Tagi wins, then they even things up at six mm -hmm. to six. Uh, and then there's a couple great quotes here from Pagong. Uh, Jervis says they'll definitely win, but it might be close. And then Colleen says that she wouldn't say that we're cocky. She just thinks that they're the best. <laughs> they're like, yeah, I, I, I know those comments like seem like so like, like they think they're the best, but I think that it's just a team of jokers and they probably don't really even care that deeply. Like they're just having a good time. It fairly just, I do get that idea from it. I get that sense from, Colleen for sure. I think Jervis yeah. is a little cocky. He probably is. Yeah. I mean he's in he's a sports like he's a basketball coach, so you gotta have a little bit of of that attitude to be successful uh in sports, I think. Yeah, he's a basketball coach and 
and he seems really fit but watching the this challenge i was like wait hold on he looks like me at the 5k the other day <laughs> yeah he has a struggle here running in the they they show it as he's struggling a lot uh i did notice that he actually does get back before tagi digs up their chest so it really either tribe could have won if they had dug up the chest faster but i think right. richard and rudy had a pretty good advantage over jenna and gretchen in terms of the digging they're just natural born diggers some people were born to dig <laughs> and uh, apparently richard and rudy were two of them uh, yeah this challenge was probably my my favorite like challenge at least conceptually so far like really cool relay race use of water and like swimming and then like running in the jungle and then like buried treasure like it's like a pirate relay race i i think we've talked about this before and i think you've mentioned that they do get better at the filming as it goes along that part really bothered me this was such a cool like race setup but it was so like there's so many cuts and it was kind of hard to tell what was going on I would have liked it better if it was like filmed like American Ninja Warrior. I don't know if you've seen that show, but it's, I have. it's very clear what's going on. And they're doing like these, it's not as athletic as American Ninja Warrior, obviously, but they are doing like really athletic things like diving under the water and running through the jungle, climbing, climbing rope ladders. It was, I think that was just kind of the style at the time in the early 2000s where, where these like quick cuts and like, shaky cameras you can't tell what's going on i i think they could have showed that in a more interesting way yep it'll it'll take a little while but this is like i said this is where they've made the most growth i think in the in the show um so hopefully it happens sooner than later i think the first season it's going to be tough to see vast improvements because it was all filmed prior to it being on tv so they didn't really get a sense of how it would be sure. perceived by audiences. Um, but hopefully we have some more um, cool challenges like this that are maybe easier to film as well, where this is like the cameraman has to run with Jervis and Dirk in the jungle. So maybe they just couldn't keep, they could keep up with Jervis fairly well because he's like walking for half of it. But um, <laughs> it's a little tough to to get a consistent film of, of that part of the challenge. I think it was Jervis, was it Jervis that had the insane like jungle trip? Like he tripped over a, a root or something? I don't know if you remember that. It was, yeah. He like, right as he gets into the jungle, he trips. And then from then on, he's just like out of gas. <laughs> and he like, he has to take his shirt off and he's like walking and like Dirk's running past him and he's like huffing and puffing on his way to the uh, key. If you've ever seen the show Lost, there was like this running it i want to say running gag but it wasn't really a joke but they did it a few times in the first season and then people noticed they were doing it so they just kept doing it but they film whenever you see someone running through the jungle and lost they will trip and it looked just like a scene from lost when jervis tripped he was just like <laughs> and then it's like sprinting through the jungle and then he just trips dramatically and he tries to get back up maybe he was auditioning <laughs> yeah i think lost did start like a few years after the show probably as a reaction to the sh to the popularity of survivor like let's make an actual drama tv show about it so maybe jervis was the first lost trip maybe first recorded <laughs> he inspired all of them yeah uh let's see oh 
I noted that um, I noted that after this challenge ends, they're playing such sad music as they go to commercial. And I was like, is there any doubt who they want the audience to be rooting for? Yeah. They, yeah. They, I mean, they, they've got to know which, which team is more likable at this point. It wouldn't really be sad if we had to vote someone off of Toggy, I feel like, which is, it's, it feels horrible to say, but that's why I was kind of like happy that it was Pagong because it's so much more dramatic. And that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see this like, this horrible, horrible, dreadful choice that they had to make to see what these people were capable of doing to their teammate. Yep, and we open uh, after the break with uh, Pagong getting ready for Tribal Council. Uh, Jervis and Jenna are not looking forward to it at all. They don't want to vote anybody out. Um, and then Colleen is nervous because she's not great in the challenges. Um, and then Jervis says he's going to vote for Jenna because she's more annoying than Colleen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there was that like weird talk on the boat where he's like, yeah, who do I want to vote, Jenna or Colleen? Yeah, I guess I could do without a Jenna here, <laughs> which yeah. was like, I don't know. I've, it, I haven't seen that from Pagong so much, but it was very interesting to hear from Jervis. I think he's somebody who cares about people's challenge performance, even though he's kind of been very weak in a lot of the challenges, as Jeff will point out uh, during the Tribal <laughs> Council. And so he would off he would most likely lean towards voting Colleen out, but I think he is more annoyed by Jenna, so he's going to vote for her. And then uh, what did you think of Greg uh, comparing this to the game Sorry? You pick the card, you got to take your thing and smash the other guy out of the way. Knock him out. That's that. You move on. Sorry. That was, first of all, it, feel, it felt like a bit of a dated reference because I haven't played that game probably since around this show came out. But, I mean, spot on. <laughs> You're playing Sorry against... Pretty much every time you play Sorry, it's against people that you love. And then you're just sending them back to the start. Sorry. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, it's 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 lighthearted. It's a lighthearted comparison. And it's like, that's, that's the rules of the game. And sometimes you got to send people back home. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like, I have to do it, but, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to shy away from doing it. Like, you know, he says it like, Sorry, like uh, you're not you're, you're not too sorry, but you are a little bit sorry for voting somebody out. Yeah, and then he had to uh, he had they had to cut the cameras because he was getting a, a phone call from his mom via coconut. That's a little <laughs> like behind the scenes stuff, but yeah, that did happen. Oh wow, you know a lot more about this than I thought you did. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we open at tribal council, and Ramona says nobody totally sucks. So it's hard to vote somebody out. And she says it would be easier if uh, they, if she hated someone and she could just vote them out. Yeah. I mean, she was probably saying that because she knew that she totally sucked. But also, it was probably like a prevailing feeling amongst all of them. I, I really think that none of them wanted to vote any single person out. I think they, I think that's completely spot on. I think they really started to like, I think they liked Ramona the whole time, but they, could clearly see that she was sick and then she wasn't working as hard as the rest of them and they probably would say if we had a few more days then Ramona would be right back in the mix and mm -hmm. we would figure out another criteria or figure out some other way to vote but I mean like Greg says like the rules were that they had to vote somebody out 
here. So uh, then we have this very funny moment with Jervis about who feels invincible tonight, and Jervis raises his hand. <laughs> Which is like, oh my gosh, why would you say anything about yourself here? Like, just let it ride. Whatever happens, happens. Don't ruin people's opinions of yourself here. When he did that, I was like, well, maybe it won't be Ramona, actually. And then uh, the next question is, uh, well, I, I, I mentioned earlier... I mentioned earlier that Jeff uh, talks about, well, you've kind of sucked in the challenges, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that because Jervis like spoke up, he just made himself a target from Jeff. And it almost seems like Jeff is like trying to sway the vote a little bit. He's like, let's make this interesting. Who, who can we paint a target on? Like these questions were just to see who would speak up and who could, would like invite a target to be painted on them. Oh my gosh, imagine this this finish to this episode if they're like oh, we're voting jervis like this guy is cocky like how great of a moment would that have been he played himself so hard <laughs> yeah he but that's even what he said he's like i i think i may have played but like in the next question it was like like who's who feels vulnerable <laughs> he raises his hand he's like yeah i think i just kind of played myself with that last question and then i was like i wrote saved jervis is saved he's good <laughs> completely agree you have to raise your hand the second time because then you're just like the funny guy who's just answering yes to everything and yeah. like wants to have your voice heard but they just laugh and they they yeah they all laughed it off they clearly like him and he he's right that he's not going anywhere the tribe likes him even though he lost the bug challenge he was slow in the jungle race and that he can't swim still he can't swim he's a very much a liability in challenges but uh he's likable like he and greg i mean greg i think is better in challenges right now than jervis but they're both likable enough to carry them through yeah, that does kind of make me nervous about my Joel pick because I'm not seeing the charisma from him like I'm seeing it in, in Jervis and Greg and maybe Jenna. Like, I'm just not seeing it in Joel. Like, I'm, he's barely a character at this point. Yeah, he doesn't have much in this episode other than uh, kind of being the anti-Gretchen uh, shelter move at the beginning. Right. And then, oh my gosh, the the Jenna speech right after this whole thing where she's just like, this tribe will be weaker no matter who we vote off. I was, I got goosebumps. I was like, whoa, this was a true leader speech. These people really don't want to vote anybody off. We are a team. It's not going to be like that if we see another uh, Tagi vote. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, she says that they're a strong team. And so they're going to weaken regardless of who they vote out. That's uh, so good. Yeah, very, very good from Jenna. And lucky, I mean, Jenna does get one vote uh, from Greg, and uh, but she is part of the group of four that votes for Ramona. Right. Greg voted Jenna, and then he said self-fulfilling prophecy. What does that even mean in this case? I was going to ask you the exact same oh, question. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know uh, when Jenna... I mean, maybe he's talking about how she didn't want to vote anybody out uh, or that anybody being voted out would make the tribe weaker. 
she feels guilty. I don't know. I mean, maybe we didn't see what she said that made it a self-fulfilling prophecy, but... Maybe Greg just doesn't know what that phrase means, and he's just trying to say something deep. He does say after that, he says, it seems time to go, so maybe he's like, you don't want to vote anybody off anymore? Fine, like, we'll vote you off, or I'll vote that you That could off. be it, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of, but uh, it, it struck me as odd, and I was going to ask you if you had any... Any thoughts there as well? Um, no, I just got a big old question mark. <laughs> yeah. Ramona voted for Colleen and said no comment. Uh, I think she's sad about voting anybody, and I think she kind of senses that she might be the one, so she's kind of checked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that I wrote a little frowny face next to that. No comment. Didn't even want to talk bad about her team. I love that. I love that they see that, that she doesn't even care if that's an option because – they tell them they're supposed to like come up and say or justify your vote. And she's like, no, no comment. I'm not telling you. And Jenna repeats her uh, favorite phrase of the episode, a little too little, too late for Ramona. It did make it an easy like name for the episode because she said this, the same thing like multiple times throughout it. Yep. Yep. So we lose Ramona here and we're down to 12 people left in the game. What happens now? It how so? It's is it? I'm sorry that you have to keep reminding me of the format for the show. But when does it go free for all? How many people? So this season it's ten. Uh, so we okay. have two more episodes of Tribe Game, uh, and wow. then they come together at ten. Um, so that's so a, potentially a, a small spoiler, but I don't feel bad about about saying. The oh, is that a spoiler? Technically, I don't think the initial viewers knew when they would come together, oh. but I think that the players talk about the impending coming together <clears throat> at some point in the next two episodes, so I don't think it's that big of a deal to to tell you. It's kind of crazy that they can lose two more people because that means Tog if Toggy loses again, then they could have to do a challenge with, like, what, five people? Or if Pagong loses again. Both tribes Never. are at six right now. Never so mind. Never either, mind. Either one. I just saw the list. And I was like, oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, we are even now at, at uh, six six. Uh, Ramona ends with saying that she thinks her the first days when she was sick hurt her because she didn't form the right relationships that she needed to with her tribe. That was such a spot on post mortem. That was like exactly like what they even showed. Pretty much, it's like she's sick immediately. People feel bad for her. She's not pulling her weight now. That's all she wrote. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that is it for episode four. We could briefly touch on the preview for the next uh, episode. Uh, did you watch it? I did. So Sue I... is talking about it's a waste of time to be fishing uh, for Sean. Yeah. With those alliances forming and Sean's not on one of them, if... if... If Toggy loses, like, I mean, Sean's out. Susan, like, clearly still hates him in the next episode. And then the one preview we get from Pagong is uh, Colleen and Greg, a budding romance. Yeah, they're like, oh, my gosh. They, like, showed, like, night vision of them, like, rolling around in a tent. And it's like, oh, guys, why? You're, you're being filmed constantly. Just, like, wait till afterwards if you guys want to form a relationship, please. For yep. your sake and ours. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what's going on there next week. Uh, 
so you 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 see the you see this as a as as a real thing based on what we've seen so far i see what is a real thing colleen and greg oh no <laughs> they've <laughs> known each other for like five what five six days no it's 12 days now oh has it been that long <laughs> yeah 12 days <laughs> the island heat is getting to me too yeah yeah, so we've lost four people. We're down to the final 12, six on six. It's been pretty even so far between the two tribes. Maybe they should have let Colleen make the weird sex signal because she needs an outlet, apparently. <laughs> apparently she does. <laughs> well, we'll see if that happens uh, next time. I think next time we'll watch uh, episodes five and six, and so we'll uh, get ourselves uh, to the last episode prior to... Uh, the tribes coming together in the merge and then from there the game is a free-for-all so i'm excited to see can joel can joel win what what do you what are you thinking <laughs> let's get the the update on your prediction how are you feeling well at this point i'm not even rooting for him i don't really like him i chose him when i didn't know any of the characters uh if i had to choose a character i wanted to win it would be probably gretchen i love gretchen She's my favorite character here. I don't think she'll win, but I have to still root for Joel because he was my original pick and I probably wasn't wrong. There was probably some sort of innate intuition that led me to pick Joel. So I'll imagine he'll just, he'll bud, he'll open up and become this charismatic guy and leader in the following episodes. Yeah, we shall see. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening again. Uh, so next time, if you're following along again, we'll be watching episodes five and six and talking about those. So thank you so much for listening. This has been so fun for us to do, and hopefully you're having just as much fun listening. So see you next time. See ya.